When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Think you know the Brooks Ghost? Think again. Introducing the all-new, better-than-ever Ghost 16. Now with nitrogen-infused cushioning for lightweight, supreme softness that feels good every step, every street, every single day. So go ahead, take your daily joyride in the all-new nitrogen-infused Ghost 16. It'll turn your everyday miles into everyday endorphins. Let's run there. Head to brooksrunning.com to learn more. The entire AFC North is about to clash. Where will the Steelers end up? Welcome to the Steelers update from Penn Live, where we keep track of all things Steelers. So you don't have to. This is John Lucy reporting. Week 11 is going to be nothing short of cataclysmic in the jam-packed AFC North. The division-shaping shakeout begins Thursday night as the 5-4 Bengals travel to Charm City to take on the division-leading Ravens, who are ruling the roost at 7-2. Then on Sunday, the Steelers take the spotlight in the city affectionately known as the Mistake by the Lake. I'm talking about Cleveland where the defensive-minded and run-focused Browns look to even things with their longtime turnpike rivals. Except for Pittsburgh's prestigious pigskin pedigree, these two teams, both sitting at 6-3, could be mere images of one another. Their defenses swarm. Their sack-leading linebackers, T.J. Watt and Miles Garrett, could be brothers from another mother and their tag-team running attacks are operating at full steam. Oh yeah, and their low-tier quarterbacks may or may not show up in any given quarter. The big breaking news out of Cleveland is that the Browns' Deshaun Watson is out. He's headed for season-ending surgery on a broken bone in his throwing shoulder. Enter Cleveland backup. P.J. Walker to face Watt and that Pittsburgh pass rush, well, good luck. Prior to this big shakeup for the Browns, Watson and Steelers QB Kenny Pickett were coming into this game playing about at the same rate but coming from opposite ends of the salary and experience spectrum. Watson's wallet was fat from a mega deal that looks foolish in retrospect. The Texans' cast-off was supposed to pick up where he left off following an embarrassing suspension for all his icky hanky-panky on the massage table. But it's been a disaster-filled, injury-plagued campaign that's now come to an abrupt and shocking halt right before the AFC North stretch run even starts. This entire Watson season scenario has been a big drag on the Browns' playoff hopes. Unfortunately, Pickett's been a problem for Pittsburgh, too. 
second-year passer on his first contract was supposed to step it up this year. Yet the Pitt product looks like a carbon copy of who he was as a rocky rookie. Pickett hasn't progressed. Thus far, he's a game manager who manages a fourth-quarter surge, and that's at best. Pickett has all but abandoned throwing over the middle of the field. Part of this is the Steelers' conservative game script to avoid costly interceptions. But increasingly, Kenny looks gun-shy, missing open receivers because he's hesitant to just let it go. In Pittsburgh, Pickett isn't wowing anyone, even his previously full-throated supporters. In a major turn of events, much-criticized offensive coordinator Matt Canada who's now calling plays from the sidelines, is getting grudging acknowledgement for better game scripts that have revived the Steelers' running game. All those fire Canada chants have cooled, and Steelers Nation is increasingly realizing it's Pickett who is really the one holding back this offense. Kenny P's only saving grace is what he isn't doing namely tossing interceptions. And as long as Pickett and the Steelers keep posting W's, Mike Tomlin seems okay with it. Steelers are 6-3 and three despite all odds and a striking negative point differential on the season. The question is, can they sustain it with four games in the AFC North coming down the stretch? The answers start coming in on Sunday in Cleveland. Some say the Steelers are winning with smoke and mirrors. Actually, it's strong defense, takeaways, a better offensive line play thanks to the first-round rookie who's playing like a veteran, and that recharge two-headed attack on the ground from Najee Harris and Jalen Warren. If only Pickett could add some effective pass plays to the mix across four quarters of football. That's the prayer in Pittsburgh. All of Steelers Nation is holding its breath, awaiting Pickett's breakout game, one where he throws multiple touchdowns and gets well over the 300-yard passing mark. Alas, it may never happen. The young player who is breaking out is this first-round draft pick of the Steelers, tackle Broderick Jones out of Georgia. Former Bulldog has been a real dog these last two games as the starting right tackle. He's become a road grader for the running backs. And Jalen Warren, the undrafted guy in his second year, was announced as a co-starter with Najee Harris, who has that first-round pedigree, and this happened for the first time last Sunday for Green Bay, and with that nice co-announcement uh, you know, for the starting lineup to the entire stadium, this pair proceeded to put up 200-plus yards combined on the ground. Broderick Jones is the clear blue chipper that the Steelers hoped Pickett was when they selected him 20 20th overall coming out of Pitt in 2022. And it's not just Jones among this rookie draft class of the Steelers. 
Pittsburgh appears to have hit on all three of their top picks this past spring. Cornerback Joey Porter Jr., selected at 32, is shutting down receivers after cementing the starting job. And now defensive lineman Keanu Benton is regularly blowing up blockers and blowing holes in, a pit in the opposing offensive lines. He's looking all to all the world like the heir apparent to Cameron Hayward. This trio appear to be franchise-altering players. They are the real reasons to believe the Steelers could stand atop their division when all the dust clears. Truth is, anything is possible as these season-defining intradivisional AFC North clashes commence. Steelers have proven they can best the Browns. They did it earlier this season. And they seem to have Lamar Jackson's number two, having grounded the Ravens again earlier this season, albeit in Pittsburgh. If they manage to split the pair of contests that remain with the inconsistent Bengals, the Steelers could emerge as kings of what appears to be the best division in pro football, the AFC North. And wouldn't that be something, Kenny Pickett and all? Of course now, true success won't return to the storied Steelers until they win a playoff game, ending an excruciating six-season and counting drought. So far, Pickett and the Steelers have been playing it safe. But there's a fine line between this and playing scared. The latter will not win you a playoff game. Right now, let's get right to it. Well, all the buzz emanating from that Packers win in which the Steelers rushed for over 200 yards, and that's the first time that's happened in a long while, is all about the big guy. I'm talking about the Steelers' first-round draft pick, Broderick Jones. Pittsburgh is salivating over his run blocking uh, since he's been starting at right tackle. And the Steelers have been road grading on the ground behind Broderick's blocks. Jones, whom the Steelers slow rolled into the starting lineup, much to the chagrin of many Steelers fans, is now considered a bona fide home run pick in that 2023 draft. It's precisely the kind of impactful player who can change the trajectory of a football franchise, and I'm not just talking about for the season, I'm talking about for the next decade to come. Best of all, Broderick is not the only one. Fellow rookies Joey Porter Jr. and defensive lineman Keanu Benton all played together for the first time last Sunday. The trio were a revelation, and all of Pittsburgh is witnessing a new generation of potential Steelers' greatness taking hold. Here's how Mike Tomlin described this well-timed changing of the guard in the Steel City. Quote, I think they're just beginning to write that story, Tomlin said at his weekly press conference. We really have been intentional about integrating them into play because oftentimes this journey that is an NFL season is a long haul for a rookie. 
We understand that, and we want them to be guys on the rise in the significant moments when we need a man at the end of the season. We want them to be arrow-pointed-up type people. So we have been thoughtful and intentional about their growth and development. You guys, meaning the media, have asked a lot about that and the trajectory of their performance and our mindset. You're looking at it. It's their time. That's how this thing goes, unquote. That is Tomlin answering all his second guessers who have wondering why Broderick is not starting, why Porter didn't start sooner, why Benton didn't get his chances uh, any sooner. And Tomlin is answering it. It's for the stretch run. These rookies are rising for the stretch run that will decide the AFC North. These are the reasons. These rookies, these Steelers rookies, are three reasons to believe the Steelers can steal their division crown. But there are reasons for worry as well especially on defense. We have two middle linebackers who have gone down in as many weeks. First, it was Cole Holcomb and now Quan Alexander. They're out. They're gone. Worst of all, it's not looking good for the defensive back and linchpin. I'm talking about safety, Minka Fitzpatrick, to make it back in time for the Cleveland game. A more realistic timetable looks to be week 12, against the Bengals down in Cincinnati. So at least that is looking good. But this week, again, that defense in the middle is looking short-handed. Worse, the communication factor is at risk. In that same press conference, Mike Tomlin was clearly worried about having effective communication on within the defense versus those run-happy Browns. Quote, you're talking about second and third level defenders who play in the interior portions of our defense that provide a lot of communication. It's challenging from a communication and experience standpoint in that regard, unquote. And let me tell you, a soft middle of the football field just will not suffice for the Steelers' D going up against the Cleveland running game. And now with Watson out, they're going to be looking to run even more. i got to say, we've all witnessed several seasons where the Steelers had no answer for stopping the run, and we watched that defense get run over. I mean, that was the story for much of the past couple of the season. The Steelers, D, for all of its parts and pieces and shiny objects and stars, could not stop the run. Question is, can this injury-depleted Steelers D staunch the Browns' running game? This will be a major, major storyline on Sunday. Now, the storyline that just won't die in the 412 area code is the one about Pickett's progress, or more accurately, the lack thereof. When will Kenny pick it up? Will he ever pick it up? Such is the consternation in the Steel City. And the main impediment to the Steelers ascending in the AFC North. 
So you want data on his picket, on, on picket and his woeful production. For that, we turn to Adam Bittner with the Pittsburgh Post-Gazette. He follows the pro football focus grades every week, week in and week out. And he does it for all the major Steelers. And there's no one more major and of, under more of a microscope than Kenny Pickett. So what do the grades really mean for Pickett and the raging debate about his shaky play as the Steelers starter? Bittner writes this, quote, The second-year quarterback has been under increased scrutiny as the Steelers' running game has gotten on track the past couple of weeks without proportional progress in the passing game. The data returns a mixed verdict on whether Pickett is, in fact, the problem. His grade Sunday against Green Bay was not good, and he remains ranked toward the bottom of PFS QB rankings by grade. His season mark of 66.8 puts him 26th among QBs with at least 100 dropbacks. He has just eight big-time throws, rated among the best in the NFL in any given week. Uh, that's the throws uh, that are rated, uh, not Kenny as the best. Let's put it that way. And he has seven turnover-worthy plays. And his 6.4 yards per attempt this season ranks 29th. And, you know, and, and even though Kenny has, hasn't thrown interceptions of late, a couple of them and, and one pass last uh, Sunday against the Packers could have and probably should have been interceptions. But he's clean in that regard. But the stats, as, uh, as looked at by PFF, uh, looks at turnover-worthy plays, and, and he has been on the cusp of a mistake. And let's hope we don't, he doesn't go over that cusp in Cleveland and actually make those mistakes. Let's hope. And, of course, all of that data that we just gave you, courtesy of Adam Bittner, supports all those in Pittsburgh who are increasingly worried about Pickett and see him as the main thing holding back these Steelers, who otherwise seem to be really on the rise, other than those middle-of-the-defense injuries we just talked about. But there is more. There is another view of Kenny Pickett and which way his arrow is pointed, and it's all based on his most reading, uh, recent outings and the PFF ratings for those. For that, we go back to Bittner, who has those PFF scores showing a different tread line for Kenny Pickett. Bittner writes, quote, Since week five against Baltimore, Pickett's 77.2 grade ranks 13th. Now that's ahead of names like Jacksonville's Trevor Lawrence, the Los Angeles uh, Chargers' Justin Herbert, and Washington's Sam Howell, who was one of Pickett's draft classmates. So which picket is the real picket, unquote? Hey, that's the question all of Pittsburgh wants to know. Now for answers, we will have to wait until all these AFC North clashes to come sort themselves out. Says Bittner, quote, the coming weeks should tell the tale, unquote. Yes, they will. This AFC North is incredible. The uh, schedulers saved all these clashes toward the latter half of the season. 
And Sunday, it begins for the Steelers and the Browns. And of course, on Thursday, even earlier for the Bengals and the Ravens, it is going to be something to behold. Uh, And we are going to cover the battle for the AFC North in the coming weeks on this podcast. I, for one, cannot wait. And all that's left to say for now is go Stellas, beat them Browns. And all that's left for you to do is sign up for the Steelers Update podcast. You'll get it every Wednesday afternoon, fresh, hot, and steaming with all the best hot takes coming out of the 412 area code. And of course, log on to penlive.com anytime for your real time.